This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 272, Teaching Hypnosis Online. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Hey everybody, welcome back to the program. It's Jason Lynette here, and this week I'm joined by Richard Nongard. Richard, how are you? I'm awesome because I'm finally a guest on the Jason Lynette podcast. It's about time. I think yeah. you've been on more than anyone else, but we'll, Probably. we'll roll with that. Which is a heads up for those of you listening to this later on as a podcast episode. You can continue listening as you choose, or we're also doing this as a live stream online, and we'll pull the video out and put that in the show notes over at WorkSmartHypnosis.com. So however you interact with the material... Welcome. And invited Richard on to have a bit of a dialogue around teaching hypnosis online. As a result of everything that's going on in 2020, many people, and we did a whole series a while ago, many people are jumping into the online space for the first time. Though with programs online, I've been at it for quite a bit. But Richard, could you kind of kick off with some of your history with teaching online? Because it goes back a ways. It goes way back to the beginning of the internet when I was galstar.net backslash tilde squiggle nongard. <laughs> so that was when I had my first website. And I quickly realized that soon there would be more than five of us with the internet. And in fact, the guy who set me up was an old family friend named Mike Lester. He's now deceased. But he had the yellow page listing for internet. And so when people called up 411 and asked for the internet phone number, they got they got him. So I've been online since the beginning. I quickly realized that it was going to be a vehicle for training people once other people got online. So early on, I was dumping all of my courses, all of my content, all of everything, even though nobody could see it online. So I've been doing online education for going on 20 years now. Mm-hmm. So let's kick this off right, because it's where part of my history was filming everything that I've done. So teaching classes, running workshops, and early on, because I began as the stage hypnotist originally, you know, it made sense back in the days of doing stage work to bring along the camera, film the show, and sometimes, depending on the crowd, I might film the show and then sell it, or just right. give it to them as the benefit. So I kind of was ingrained early on bring the camera. And it's where I realized, oh, look at that. I have 12 terabytes of data. Exactly. I should do something with this. And that's when we launched originally what was then Hypnosis Business Bootcamp, then Hypnotic Business Systems is what it rebranded as, and then Workers, the online library. And that discovery that people were learning it just as well from the online videos, these were just pre-recorded videos, not a live interaction, right. as they were from the live events that I was doing. So let's kind of kick this off by shifting the dialogue, because I think this is where a lot of people get the mark wrong in terms of looking at either hypnosis or even training online by looking at what they can't do. Let, let's start this off right. What are things that people can do that they can't from an in-person? Sure. People can learn processes. People can see demonstrations. People can interact if you have an instructor who understands how to teach online versus teaching to a a live group, which is an entirely different teaching experience. It is, yeah. I want, I want to branch off of that real quick. The The catchphrase when I teach some of the product stuff, just because the cameras are on doesn't mean you have a product. Just Absolutely. because you have an audience in front of you doesn't mean you really have an online class. You might have a class that happens to be online, 
but there's some real delineations from one to the other. Yeah, I, I see instructors all the time recording their live class and then selling it online. That is an awful, awful product. Nobody wants to buy it. It's low quality. And the reason why is because what you would provide to an audience in person is a different experience than you would provide to a person online. So I record all my classes because I might take seven minutes here and 12 minutes here or a 30-minute demonstration here and use it as part of an online course. But I would never sell a used course on the internet. Now, back in the day, 20 years ago, that's, you know, that's all we really could do. You know, I mean, we were, I think we were using still VHS back then. You actually had to buy them by the mail. You know, there, there wasn't the opportunities that we have now. And we can go in and we can create quality programs that people will learn from. I don't think you can talk, though, about teaching hypnosis online without talking about learning hypnosis online. And it's so easy for people to learn online because they have the ability to interact with the material just as they do in a live class. When I'm doing a, a teaching session, as I am right now, on self-hypnosis, it begins with before I explain self-hypnosis, let me teach you a basic process in self-hypnosis. So I explain to them what they can do and how they can do it, and I do it with them on the video. They are literally following the step-by-step -step tutorial in the privacy of their own home, experiencing that as much as they would as if they were in a live classroom with me. And it's a phenomenal learning experience. The cool thing is, too, is there's usually so much great information in a course that you would teach or that I would teach or... Or, or that any of the ICBCH instructors would teach, by learning online, people get the opportunity to review that as many times as they would like to. Yeah, and I give a bit of a play-by-play -play of what I'm currently doing. We've got two more of these left, and then we've got another one kicking off in late May of taking the Work Smart Hypnosis live class that I offer and putting that online. So I'll kick off with this statement that you go to a training and people only ask stupid questions out of ignorance. So it's not that those people are slow or whatever. No, it's the fact that they don't yet know what they don't yet know. So even before I started to move the full certification class to also be offered online as much as I do it in person, here's that discovery that before the class began, I would send them series of videos. They'd have access to one of my programs and they would watch a pre-talk. They would watch a video all about how to do the intake process in hypnosis. They would watch, you know, a session, a full session from start to finish. And I mean, it's a real client session. We're not talking like a classroom demo. Those are in a library too. But here's a real client who came in and gave me permission and signed a waiver from walking in the door, sitting down, intake interview, pre-talk, hypnosis, producing change and having some of the backstory after the fact as to, yeah, she lost about 40 pounds of body fat and ran the Baltimore Marathon because mm -hmm. hypnosis works. And we suddenly now have this frame of reference that now people understand going into the class when I'm talking about the format of the induction. There's a frame of reference. When I'm talking about deepeners or specific change strategies, there's a frame of reference. So we can actually expand the in-person classes the same way we can expand the online courses too. Well, and the ability to use a hybrid format where we have a asynchronous pre-recorded component. You know, watch these five videos, then we'll meet next Thursday yeah. and we'll interact with what we have learned 
in the asynchronous videos provides a great way to, to, to learn hypnosis. And of course, with products like Zoom and other products, we have the ability to then take a group of 12 people and break out into groups of two or three and practice those techniques online. And because I don't really do hypnosis that requires I touch people, I mean, I'm, I'm not a real touchy-feely guy, I suppose. I, I don't have to be in their personal space. And I've been doing hypno hypnosis, whether it's you know online or on even on the telephone for you know 20 plus years and have found phenomenal results with folks but it's really easy to teach it you know when i was having lunch and, and you know sean sean was my tech guy for a couple of years yeah. but one of the stories about him that you know he had a, a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering and he was doing all my tech stuff for me so we were at lunch one day we were talking about online hypnosis training he said well maybe you can do hypnosis training online but you can't do something like electrical engineering online i said oh sure you can you can get an entire bachelor's degree in electrical engineering he said you cannot and he was a proud graduate of course of university of washington school of engineering so uh, we, we went back to my house and i quickly googled engineering programs 100 percent online and found like 27 programs accredited programs in engineering, all types of engineering, completely done online. There's no reason if we can learn, get a, a PhD in psychology online, if we can get a, a degree in, in engineering online, you know, we can use the resources that are in the community surrounding where the student learner is mm -hmm. to engage them. There's even an online nursing program, the State University of New York in Albany. I can't remember what they call it, Regents College Degrees. It has a, they have an online nursing program. You know, what I'm thinking of is that the majority of clients that I've been seeing ever since we went into quarantine and lockdown, the majority of clients are actually professional development. You know, here's three people I've seen passing the project management exam. Here's the real estate agent or soon to be real estate agent getting ready to take the licensing exam. So the fact that people are using this time to better themselves and we were giving a play by play earlier of working through the training. So exactly what we started earlier, that they begin by listening and watching some of the content, reading some of the materials. And now as we meet together for a few hours live in real time online, the class that is currently running that I'm doing is one that has someone from Australia, people all over the US and Canada. So we're in different time zones and working interactively. The class that's kicking off in a couple of weeks, someone's already signed up from Israel, folks from down the road from me, local. But that opportunity that we can start to build that professional network. This has been a week that I've sent a lot of referrals to other hypnotists, just as I'm in the midst of a specific project with a full slate of clients already. So this opportunity to reach beyond just our specific geographic area, which the cool thing becomes is that learning online, you're learning the process of hypnosis. I'm giving some specific strategies as to what to practice and what to interact with. So then we come back together for the next class. So really, you know, the, the difficulty is to try to pull that off in person. You know, you get people traveling in from all around the world. I get people traveling in from all around the world. We would run into that difficulty of now, I did have a student one time fly back and forth four times from Chicago for a class. Sure. But let's not do that. <laughs> well, by the time you add the travel fatigue, a little bit of jet lag, and now you're in a three or four or seven day class, your, your brain is fried. And 
and online, when I do the 40 hours live in my office, so I, in my 100-hour training program, there's a 40-hour live component. And if we do that live in my office in Las Vegas, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. So it's 40 hours of training. That's a lot to try to remember. Whereas when I do it online, I break that you know, down into 12 weeks where I'm spending typically one and a half to two hours per session with them online. And it, it, it provides the same time period, uh, the same number of hours. But what it does is it gives people an opportunity to sort of take a break between each of the different learning modules and to process it and to practice it. I always tell people who are learning hypnosis, you should be practicing everything you learn every day. First with yourself, yeah. second with the people in the world around you. If you're another therapist, for example, a lot of people take my classes are therapist, social worker, et cetera. You know, begin introducing these ideas in your client sessions. Practice with family members, practice with other colleagues or friends who are interested in, in experiencing hypnosis. And by doing things online, it gives the ability to incrementally practice as the skill level increases. So online education is a great way to do it. You know, the ICBCH has been doing online hypnosis education for more than a decade. Um, and and we, we were the first ones to be offering any online certification that I'm aware of. And, and we've never had any issues with people saying, hey, I'm poorly trained, I can't do these processes, et cetera. In fact, many people who were in those early programs have gone on to be quite successful. You know, one of those folks, I always single them out, Rick Paddock, you yeah. know, came and took, took the original ICBCH training course more than a decade ago, and he's gone on to build a successful practice and to become a successful trainer, sharing the ideas that he's learned over the years with others. Which, you know, just to kind of set the stage for this, that clearly, yes, I have my online trainings. You can check them out at worksmarthypnosis.com. Richard, people can check yours out at subliminalscience.com. Is that the best one to look at? Subliminalscience.com is probably the easiest yeah. place to find me. Which really, too, to really expand this idea that I'll point out something that I saw as a bit of a shift in our world, which many of us have done programs online for quite some time. And two of the most downloaded people who have been on this podcast, Freddie and Anthony Jackman, did a class up in Canada hosted by Mike Mandel and Chris Thompson. And the number of people who were interacting with that course in a digital format, I think really helped to set the stage. And I think this was last year that they all did this. And I, I bought the course myself. It's phenomenal where suddenly now there were people who were seeing this information and going, oh, here's this, let me check that out. And really establishing the viability of that online learning experience that I can think to a time where there's something to be said that sometimes in business, you have to sell the platform as much as you have to sell the product. And I was at a conference one point back when the original business product before it became business systems came out, and I had a table with no physical stuff. You know, someone else had the stack of books, someone else had the stack of DVDs. And that was a bit of a challenge then because it was the empty table. And, right. you know, the, the purchase was, okay, good, now, now, now check your email. <laughs> when really nowadays, I think back a few years ago, HypnoThoughts Live, and the first transition, and Bob Burns was a part of this, was that people were walking around with the swan as a wristband. He had bought these USB drives that were wristbands. And nowadays, it's just, here's your access. 
And we're starting to come around and we're seeing this shift in our industry and, and the revelation, the realization by other groups to go, oh, we got to do this now. Yet really, it's something that's been around for quite some time. And I am a bit of an info course junkie myself of learning other things and working in other platforms and really expanding the work that I do. I'd share a quick side note for those that are looking at doing courses online and offering this as a platform. Those of you that are instructors, first obvious plug is that Richard and I run the Train the Trainer for the ICBCH. But look at some of the other worlds that are out there. There is a course that I purchased that I spent $5,000 for, and it was worth every penny. And the videos were the guy teaching the course sitting at his MacBook with the Apple earbuds plugged in and the cable running down speaking into the microphone. And it's some of the best information I've ever learned. The content was so good. But if you couple so great good. information with a studio, yeah. then you get an even better quality. Yeah, even better quality is I've got fancy lighting, microphone, and streaming platform to make this even more good or better. But it's where the content is what drives it. And the better the quality of the content, the sound should be very important. The visual is secondary to the sound, though almost as important. But to recognize that we can easily duplicate ourselves. This is back to that play-by-play -play of the training that here's segments of the course without any self-deprecation to this there are segments of my training that i have them watch the video of now why because we don't have to be breathing the same air in the same room for that to be effective the way that even universities in some formats reverse class classroom being that trending term that they're able to watch and interact with the explanations so if I'm doing the class online, we hop online immediately. It's like, okay, good. Any questions on this technique? Let's get to practice and make use yeah. of that time more, more good or better. <laughs> well, and I was, I was on a call this morning. I was 7 a.m. I was on a leadership class at Baki Graduate University. And there were probably 25 people from around the world. There were people in Africa. There were people in Asia. There were people in South America. There were people in North America. And what they were talking about were, of course, characteristics and hallmarks of transformational leadership with the instruction then to carry the lessons of today into their workplace and into their communities and to do the work. Then, of course, come back next week to another class as we review then the applications that were provided today. And that, that works. That's how online education works. And sometimes it's more effective than brick and mortar education. Yeah. So looking at that interaction as well, the opportunity that, you know, most of my trainings that I do live and in person will wrap up and everyone's got the big smiling photo with the certificate and that's great. And we don't quite have that experience in an online. And this is one of the things that I've put in motion as well, that mine is very much a based upon skills and implementation of the actual techniques where the whole practice sessions have begun to be, you know, here's a technique, go off and do it, add this filter. Okay, now add this extra layer to it. So the end of the class can now become, here's your final exam. Here is a case study with all the details that the client shared. Here's how they filled out the forms. Your task is to go off now and do the session for that client. So whether you do it for another living, breathing person as if they were that person or whether you just record the audio or, you know, video it, but that's that final exam to give them something tangible and practical so we're able to get that real-time interaction. And, you know, one of, the, one of the strengths, this is why the office that I'm standing in right now, I bought last year in April. And rather than get a space bigger than what I had the last eight years, I made it a point to find something about the same size. Because I, I think you're agreeing on this too. 
that you like to have about 10, 12 people in your events. I tend to aim at about 15 for mine. Yeah, you know, I, uh, 12 is kind of what I limited at. I figure uh, I'll go two over, so 12 to 14. Yeah. See, mine is specific to space. There's my classroom. There's my practitioner room where I see clients. There's an extra practitioner room. There's my video room, and there's my lobby. So that's five. And I like for the live experience in person to have groups of three where one person is the hypnotist, one person is the client, and then one person is an observer, but they're not there as the critic and they're not there as passive observing, it's active observing because I have that person mentally run the exercise at the same time and they get a lot of benefit out of that too, which we break up often in groups of two or three in an online event based on the number of people. But I kept mine at 15 for that specific reason, because that's what the space allows. So, you know, to be able to get that constant feedback for those that have never done something big training on Zoom, which is the easiest platform and the cheapest as well. And I pay for all the others at the same time, as we often do. You can hit a button and there's a thing called a breakout session where suddenly everybody's in the room together. The class that's running right now, Anthony's watching, and he left a comment up here a little while ago that Jason's online class has been a blast. Thanks, Anthony. Been a blast having you there. But we can be all together, the 19 of us, 18 of them and one of me, and then suddenly I hit a button and everybody randomly gets broken up into individual groups, which during that time, I, I'm recording everything else, and then that's available as a replay to the attendees so they can watch it. But then the people who are then in the breakouts, we can't really record that in a comfortable way. But that's where now I'm bouncing from group to group, which is no different than being in the office, moving from one room to the other and giving specific feedback. That's why I added that feature of doing the practical exam, because then I can hear, okay, so this pause is maybe a little too long. The way that you're delivering this phrasing, you could sand a lot of those extra words out. And do you tend to find this too, that people are coming in from different levels of experience? Well, yeah, that's true, whether it's a live class, whether it's an online class. Some people might bring prior hypnosis training. Some might bring training in something related to hypnosis, maybe a medical profession or a therapy profession. Some might bring experience coming from an entirely different background, sales, marketing, where language patterns and you know demonstration processes, which are hypnotic, are real important. So people come with different vocabularies, they come at different education levels and experiences. But what I find is that that always makes a class more powerful yeah. because people get to learn from each other, you know, the different approaches. And, and, you know, there's 7 billion people on the planet Earth. If we all did the exact same thing and had the exact same approach, then then we wouldn't be able to meet the needs of all those people. So different styles, different people, different backgrounds, different experiences, all I think enrich any training class online or in person. Which especially, I mean, this is that great thing was people will go back and revisit training. Someone's already trained and certified elsewhere and they go, but I want to see what this person does. I want to get the type of results and run the business like they are. It's always a cool moment when you've got the newbie working with the, let's say, part-timer who wants to take it to full-time. And you overhear that little moment of going, this, this stuff works, right? <laughs> and they're getting that ratification or the moment of oh, someone specifically that she, she and I first met when she came to a meetup when I ran one a few years ago in Virginia. And now she's in the online class. And there was one moment she'd already been fully trained and certified elsewhere. And one of my original trainings, this is one of my 
bits too that, you know, in original hypnosis trainings, they would say, you do these techniques to classify your client as either needing permissive or authoritative approaches, to which I say, no, <laughs> because we can be, my phrasing, we can be permissively authoritative or authoritatively permissive. We can do the two at the same time and even better if your instructions begin permissive and as soon as they're in sync with you, you now transition authoritative. However, note authoritative doesn't mean you're now shouting the instructions. That, that shift from permissive to authoritative can be as simple as you might be noticing towards you are now noticing. Right. And I have a lot of people who come to my trainings because they've read my books and it was really different than their training experience. My philosophies, my ideas, the experiences that I bring to the table as a therapist are really different than most of the traditional approaches that a typical hypnotist is going to get in a weekend type of hypnosis certification. So they come to my training saying, I have run up against the limits of my previous training. And so I want to see what you have to offer. And I'm happy to report most of them have been pleasantly surprised by the outcome, <laughs> how freeing it is to have a multiplicity of different approaches. I call those but, the welcome to the dark side moments. Right, right, uh, right. <laughs> Here's this woman I was mentioning. She suddenly goes, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Because in my other training, I was told we have to like command the words when we're speaking authoritatively. And I realized that authoritative has a different range to it. Here's someone who, you know, whether or not someone makes use of an instant induction or not is beside the point of this conversation. But she had been trained in a school of thought, which was very much relaxation based, lay the client on a massage table and hypnotize them that way. Oh, but I would never, ever do an instant induction. I, I just don't see any situation where that would be appropriate. This was a live event. She comes in and smiling big goes, I just dropped my mom last night. This, this fill in the blank is amazing. So we yep. can start to see that people, we can get that wide range the same way that I teach my material. I'll give one of Roy Hunter's books to my students. I provide one of yours. I share resources from other hypnotists with permission inside of the course which in that digital format, we can start to build that online community and welcome more people in rather than the metaphor of the master standing up with everyone sitting at their feet. Well, and that's the great thing about online education. You and I have both provided multiple forums for our students to be able to interact between learning sessions. So they can not only interact with you or me online in Facebook or other groups, but they also have the ability to interact then with prior graduates with yes. other current students, as well as people who might come from an entirely different tradition and training. You know, there's 7,500 members of the ICBCH group. Most of those are probably people who have not taken my trainings. And so it's great to have just a wide variety of opinions, whether it's from me answering a question. I had a question today, what's the difference between trance and hypnosis, right? So I gave the guy my answer, but he's going to get the answer from you know, 7,000 other people that are going to mm -hmm. to give their spin on that answer. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that because that's something that as the class that's running now, there's like two weeks left of it and it's already in motion. But for that one, people are asking questions. And I, I, I did this before where I created a private Facebook group just for the people inside of that specific event. And this time I decided to change it up by just telling them, ask the questions you have during the course inside of the private group that I have for all of my students, both the ones in person and online. And suddenly now they're supporting each other 
and they're getting answers from people who have gone through trainings. You're in that group as well. A few others too chiming in. And this revelation that, as I now have to quote it, what I heard Michael Elner say, which was actually a Scott Sandlin statement about learning from people who disagree with each other. But even let's expand that because at the end of the day, we all do tend to agree in some form. We just have different ways of saying some of the similar things. Absolutely. And online provides us, I think, with a a great resource to tap into the multiple viewpoints, the multiple experiences, the multiple learning styles. Yeah. There's something I saw you do a few years ago, and I think this was like on, I forget if it was a webinar attached to a product or if it was just a live event, but I remember it was you and uh, John Serbone, and then there was a bunch of people and I I was logged in too. And someone in the group was just amazed by the fact that you said, well, most of you are at this point hypnotists. So to demonstrate this technique, and because we're limited on time, everybody go ahead and just close your eyes and get yourself into that familiar hypnotic state, and then we'll begin. Sure, my favorite hypnotic induction is go ahead and close your eyes and bring yourself to the resource state that you call hypnosis. If a client's had more than three or four sessions, that's an easy thing for them to do. Mm -hmm. When I meet hypnotists who say, well, I've never been hypnotized, that tells me they actually don't understand what hypnosis is. Thank you. Because they can easily kick back in their chair right now and access the resource state that we call hypnosis. Anyone who doesn't, anyone who's doing hypnosis who isn't a good subject themselves probably needs retraining. Or can we say they're holding on to a preconceived notion that may not be their specific resource hypnotic state? Right, which is why they need new training so they can understand that the world of hypnosis is much bigger than they thought. You know, I I see hypnosis as an umbrella term. There are a whole lot of things underneath it. And when people don't realize that meditation is a part of that, or rapid induction is a part of that, our cultural understanding of hypnotic processes, that's why we count backwards, because Bela Lugosi did. And we see all these sorts of things. Then hypnosis becomes, my goal with my clients is never to hypnotize them. It's to help them to be hypnotic. And when we can, through self-hypnosis and sharing these strategies with others, help the world be a hypnotic place, then we have a bigger viewpoint of hypnosis. But sort of these factions that say, this is what hypnosis looks like. This is what hypnosis does not look like. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this looks like hypnosis, but it's not. Probably have divided the pie too small. Yeah. Well, it's my whole teaching premise that all of these techniques work. You just have to use them. Right. You know, and, there, and there, there comes a turning point in the training where I have to say, from this point forward, almost any question you ask me that begins with, could you, the answer ahead of time is, yeah, probably test it out, see how it goes. That it's all flexible, and especially to engage these conversations and have that frame of reference going in. So again, your information's online at subliminalscience.com. I've got a class coming up if you're listening in time. May 27th, it kicks off. You can find a big old banner at the top of worksmarthypnosis.com. Let me ask you this though, in terms of looking at moving things forward, I'll give you my sort of state of the union of where things are gonna be going over the next year. That I'm optimistic that there's gonna be this, you know, sort of flattening and then lessening of a curve where we find ourselves on the other side of this current global issue. So very optimistic eventually in that. That being said, the best illustration of what I'm about to say is the client who came in uh, when we worked online. And he goes, I've been fighting my employer to let me work online for years. And they've always said no. And now that's our only option. And he goes, I have two emails that I have saved PDFs of 
where they have commented, wow, you are so much more productive working from home. And in his words, let's see them try to get me back into that office. Right. Here are the people who are, you know, quarantined at home and realizing they can get their job done faster when they're on their own time and are using this time to create that new outcome. You know, I, I've not really promoted private consulting, but I've had people reaching out to me and, you know, starting programs going, hey, I live in a country that's taking care of their people better than the U.S. So I've got extra funds and extra time. Let me get this thing built out. So I, I think we're going to find a greater proof of concept. We're already there of market yes. viability of online programs, online sessions. We are all local hypnotists now. Right. People are coming to my online classes, which I've been offering for you know decades now, more so than they did in the past. People are opening up to the idea of learning online. Clients, I've always done work online. I've been seeing clients online, you know, using software like this for, you know, more than 10 years mm-hmm. and on the telephone before that. But now people have no second thought about it. And hypnosis training has to include now not just what do you do when the client is sitting in front of you, but what do you do when the client is sitting 3,000 miles away? Yeah, that's no and longer hypnosis, an afterthought. <laughs> right. All hypnotists need to be trained in the methods of doing a session online and the styles of induction and the way to select clients so that we only select appropriate clients. Mm-hmm. All of those sorts of things are, are a part of the process. There's two people that I interacted with in the last couple of days who both had a bit of a block, even after they listened to like episodes 260 through 269. We did 10 podcast episodes specifically on working with clients online and then said it was over. And here we are talking about more online stuff because yay 2020 for one of them. It's the year of the online experience. It is. Yeah. For one of them, he goes, you know, I did the session and a few moments in, he goes, it felt the same. It was easy. The other one was someone I'm working with as a private consultant. And it was funny because he goes, but I've never done it. I don't know how it's going to go. To which I go, we have another 75 minutes today. Let's just get this over with. I'm going to hypnotize you to feel more comfortable talking to a camera lens. And then we're going to switch spots. And then you're going to hypnotize me. This way you can't say you've never done a hypnosis session online before. <laughs> but now the same, he's same done experience. It. I had somebody say to me, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some consulting with you because I don't know how to do this online. I said, well, I'll pretend I'm your client. Yeah. Now let's let's start. I, I just got on the Zoom. Introduce yourself. Yeah. Start at the <laughs> top. Said, I'm anxious. Hypnotize me. Nice. Did it work? Yes, it worked okay, well. Yeah, he, said, he said, this is easy. I, I, I shouldn't <laughs> have to pay you to teach me how to do this. And, but it reminded me of sort of the Ericksonian language pattern of, you know, as you relax in the chair, I'm learning so much by observing you that it's almost as if you've become the hypnotist and I'm the one deriving the benefit, right? So that, that, that role juxtaposition as a part of a confusion process to disengage that part of the mind that says, I can't do hypnosis online. Jason Lynette here once again, and as always, thank you so much for interacting with this program, for sharing it on your social media streams, and interacting inside of the brand new Work Smart Hypnosis community. Now on Facebook, you can find the links to that in the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com. Once again, check out the trainings that I've got coming up. We've got an online event starting on May 27th. You can also head over to subliminalscience.com, as well as hypnotherapyboard.com, as Richard and I also co 
train the train the trainer program for the ICBCH. We're going to put all these links in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. Once again, thanks for listening and I'm looking forward to see you in person very soon. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com.